You've killed the wicked witch of the West. And now we're free. Thanks to you. We're free! Everybody look around, cause there's a reason to rejoice, you see. Everybody come out and let's commence to sing and joyfully. Everybody look up, find the hope that we've been waiting on. Everybody's glad, because our silent fear and dread is gone. Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of Black Girls Squee. This is the show where we celebrate black black girl magic and talk about peeing a lot. So, you know, the classy with the ratchet. That's us. Uh, I'm Dee Dee, also known as Dust Daughter on Twitter. And we have a special guest that we're going to, um, well, we'll just introduce her now, and but we're going to uh, have an interview later. Our special guest is author Katrina Jackson. Uh, she just released her novella called Encore, which you can find on Amazon, and we'll uh, provide the link in the show notes. Uh, Katrina is an underappreciated caregiver of three cats who are also jerks. (laughs) She likes sarcasm, dry humor, and rom-coms. She also teaches history as her day job, which is sometimes rewarding, but mostly just full of awkward pauses. (laughs) Welcome, Katrina. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? All right. Um, well, thank you. For Literally me. fighting with a cat right now, but mostly I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're rooting for you. We hope you win the fight. Um, I hope. Thank you. <laughs> um. So we'll um talk more with um. Uh, Katrina about her new novella later, but first we have to remind you uh, of our spoiler policy and other housekeeping news notes. Um, Of course, um, as always, we spoil shit on here. That is our spoiler policy. Um, So if we if we talk about a show that you haven't seen yet, then you might want to skip ahead because we might inadvertently spoil stuff. Um, oh, and also, we do, once again, we do talk about pain a whole lot, a whole hell of a lot. So if that's not your bag, then you can fast forward that segment as well. Um, so now we're going to get into our feedback. And we actually got another iTunes review. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Squee! <laughs> um, 
Oh, yes. That's a, that's another thing we need to add to housekeeping. There will be high-pitched squeeing, like, all through uh, the show, mainly yeah. from Enda. She's the high pitch. I'm the lower Especially register. Especially when we get to some of our story worthy news. Yes, and also um, the DWIDP. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Enda is the high notes. I am the low notes, and uh, you know, just protect your ears. <laughs> have your have your finger on that volume button. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, to get back to uh, our iTunes review, um, Tico said, um, excellent show, five stars. Finally, a show where we can find some great dialogue among classy, intelligent black women. Okay, I'll take intelligent. Classy. Okay, well, classy, you know, they may have a... um a whole lot of leeway in how they define classes. So, you know, we, we could fall under that. We could. We could. I just feel like two people that talk about peeing as much as we do just fall uh, just, just shy because, of classy. Yeah. Not, just because we're not respectable doesn't mean we're not classy. Okay. Okay. Classy. not mean. I'll take that. I'll take that. All right. Thank you for the compliment, Tico. And thank you for the review. And, um, yeah, send us some more reviews. We'd love to read them on the show. Um, Also, you can uh, send us feedback on Twitter, at BlackGirlSquee, just like several people did. (laughs) Um, uh, But... First, oh, and you can also um, email us at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com, like K-Rage and SF did. And she sent us a nice email. Um, says, I had too many thoughts to send off a tweet, but here's what I was thinking. So I just caught up with the series, and there's a lot of speculation that Wes Kristoff is Annalise's dog. Uh, son, uh, since I love your segment and this show is the most, <laughs> <laughs> the very most, yes it is, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was re-watching slash streaming season one while I've been working on finalizing my lab notebook and write-ups, but what if Annalise and Eve have something to do with the circumstances that led to Wes Kristoff's mom's death? He did say she committed suicide, and it seems a little too easy for Wes to be Annalise's son. We we with you on that. Mm-hmm, um, yeah, they know something. Yeah, we're yeah. So then we can have a show with all the black characters not related, but it does track that this shows shenanigans like guilt and culpability of Annalise and Eve, and how they feel about how Wes's life turned out. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's not a great theory. I think it's, yeah, I th- yeah, it's pretty much along the lines of where we've been thinking. Yeah. Um, but I would love to have this show not have Wes and Annalise related. Church! Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> we just won that one, too. 
we're 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 all here on that. Uh, I don't know if you know my Twitter name is Anna Anna West Trash. I haven't changed it. Yeah. Um, I won't change it until you know the show says um, they're related or I get bored. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're not here for the. Um, Weston and lesbian family like that because um, there's all already so much incest with the Philip character and Berg. I hear you girl yeah um, please 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 keep your show going I know I'm constantly tweeting about not hearing Enda but I love hearing your squeeze and just thoughts and updates and of course my favorite segment <laughs> D-W-I-D-P, D-W-I-D-T, D-W-I-D-A. Oh, okay. Now I figured out. Thighs and ass. Okay. Ah, thighs. Okay. I was, I was scratching my head knew, for a minute. I knew D-W-I-D-A. She's trying to expand it. She's trying to expand the segment. Okay. I feel you. Right on, K-Rage. Um, I would love to hear your <laughs> exaltation of women. Thank you. See, Enda? But the only acronym and such weren't as neatly themed. Um, that's okay. We thought of a sort of solution about that. Give us feedback on it later. Um, but I feel like early in your shows, one or, or both of you had wives already claimed. That was me. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you could add another segment, but I do know that Gina Torres is at the top of that list, which, whoo, Lovely and talented. Okay, Rage. Yeah. Why 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 you gotta get me started on Gina Torres? Don't get me started on Gina Torres. I will never stop. Yeah. Never. You don't understand. Yeah, this is a Gina Torres love no podcast here. Who loves Gina Torres? That is that is my queen and one of the wives in my head always. And um <laughs> I hate it when, you know, they show posts of her working with Lawrence Fishburne and you know I'm reminded that she's married to somebody who isn't me so <laughs> yeah so see see you got me started on Gina and now I don't want to yeah. stop um, but yeah Gina is everything uh, alright hope you are doing well and had a safe happy holiday feel free to read any or just part of this email and or if it is needed <laughs> best K rage <laughs> um, yeah but girl we with you that's that's where our lines are our, our minds are going as far as um how to get away with murder it would just be way too neat and safe in a show yeah. that hasn't even ever wanted to be safe or neat the show is messy as fuck yeah. Why would and you want to do that? Yeah, that's why we love it. So, yeah, they can't be related. But um, as far as you saying that, you know, it might be um, made to look like a suicide, that was the episode where we saw Asher's father. Um, Asher's father's death was ruled a suicide and made to look like a suicide. So you may be on to something there as well. Um, it could be a murder that was made to look like a suicide, 
um, in both Asher's father and um, Wes's mom's case, or um, it could be suicide. I, I don't know. Um, if Eve, if Eve and Annalise were involved, I'm really thinking that it wasn't suicide. Because yeah. then they wouldn't need to be. They wouldn't need to be involved unless they were, unless they were working with a professor, who was um, the counsel for Wes. <coughs> Or what if, or what if the what what if Wes's lawyer was his dad, and and they were students of Wes's dad. I don't know. Okay. I'm going. Like I think if it was uh, if Wes's mom did commit suicide, I'm still thinking he somehow drove her to it. She do be driving a lot of people to their deaths. Yeah, I'm like it's yeah they they are involved in it some sort of way. They they're not worried for you know nothing. Mm-hmm. What we done? They have definitely they definitely had a hand in it somewhere. Yeah, um, some people have even speculated that you know Eve and Annalise might have been part of their own like murder club mm-hmm. back when they were in law school. Mm-hmm. Which so good at gathering her. Yeah, that's why she's so good at like getting other people to do her dirt now, because she's mm-hmm. already got she's already got bodies on her from uh from law school. <laughs> she don't want to do that no more. Yeah. Um, but who knows? She might have had people killing for her then. That's that's the way she got it. Yeah. Um. All I know is I need more shirtless Nate in the back half of the season. Yeah, that's just so necessary. It's 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 essential. Yeah. So come on, She's Pete. Just not working out Yes. Anyway, um, tangent. All right. So <laughs> thank you, Carriage, for that uh, great letter, uh, great email. Uh, keep them keep them coming. Um, yeah. yeah. As you can see, we have lots of thoughts about how to get away with murder. We could do a whole damn podcast on that. Yeah. So, ah, so you wanna you wanna get the next one? Okay, I'm gonna see that comes from me at m i m x y o o j on Twitter. She says, "Please add links to the pictures you talk about in the DWIPP segment. This way, I don't have to spend time searching." <laughs> she also says. Idris Selba is the whole package. <laughs> yes, yes, a thousand times yes. <laughs> I've always enjoyed a pair of thick thighs myself. <laughs> that was a fancy little friend. Yes! <laughs> Wait, I have to ask. Yes! She was like, she was like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, I tweeted. <laughs> okay. Um, and is laughing because I tweeted me a picture um of um Warren Brown's assets, oh. shall we say? Which are um 
um, mm. round and juicy. And um, she tweeted back a, a picture of a knife and a fork. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, she approved of that pick. Um, and, uh, yeah, we got a lot of response to people who probably don't even listen to the show. When I, um, tweeted out this, uh, visual guide last week to, um, our most popular segment. So I guess we'll keep on doing that. Um, so y'all don't have to keep searching for the pictures that we talk about. Um, so um, I figure that's the way that um, involves the least work amount of work for me. So we're going to keep it rolling like that. We have no problem finding more, you know, yeah, we take this shit serious, me. But yeah, she she also did mention that it wasn't fair to um show the picture of Horn when he's standing next to Ethan because Ethan's outshined him. I'm like, that's true. That's true. I'm like, that's how no none of us figured out he had such a nice ass before. You know, we were watching mom and stuff. Yeah, too busy <laughs> looking at Idris. Um, yeah, that's why I had to tweet her that um picture that I couldn't find before. Um, yeah. Of the booty, so um, I don't know if you've seen this, Katrina. I'm gonna send it to you in the chat if I can. <laughs> this is something that needs to be shared. Um, yes, I try. I try. As soon as I let me just scrounge that link up. Okay, keep going into. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Feedback comes from Nanakuja, who uh, tweeted at us, nobody's going to be around the ghost up to button points. In fact, someone's going to face them with all buttons and bumps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody better tell um, Billy Brown about them top two buttons. Never. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep a secret, if you will. We will do it. Yeah, don't tell don't tell Billy Brown about button ups. Just just somebody take them out of his wardrobe and don't ever replace them. And take polo shirts out too, just just everything basically. So much for the feedback. Um we love that y'all um appreciate this important that work that we do. Um updating y'all on uh the prints y'all need to pay attention to um this is quite important to us and also very fun um <laughs> and also it's it's comforting to know that um y'all can be just as ain't shit as we are so thank you just uh shout out to y'all um <laughs> Again, uh, you can tweet us at Black Girl Squee on Twitter. Um, email us, blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. Um, or uh, check us out on our Tumblr, blackgirlsquee.tumblr.com. So now we're going to 
quickly jump into our squee-worthy news. And the first item is our lovely co-host, Miss Inda Lauren, has been on the podcast trail. Um, she had her own episode of The Chromatic Life, uh, sitting in Inda's Corner, it was called, <laughs> where she was given uh, the distinction of having a sulky olive oil voice. You know, you go bring up old shit again. No, no, I told you, I'm never letting it go. I'm never. Um, so we're lucky to have that olive oil voice with us every episode on Black Girl Squee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love you. And yeah. <laughs> that voice was also on the Comatose podcast, the most recent episode, uh, number 74. Um, so uh, check her out on those and uh, see why she has such a silky olive oil voice. <laughs> what? You can't reach me? You can't find me? <laughs> I say it with love. I'm just promoing for you. This is promo. Mm-hmm. Just love it. Um. <laughs> All so right. next time when I'm on Chromatic Life and Javier has uh, me drag you along, we'll see what he says about you that I can hang over your head for the rest of the week. No, see, 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 what had happened was... <laughs> I don't know about all that. Um, I mean, what else can I don't have a silky olive oil voice like you? You don't know that. You might hear it differently. Nah. Um, or he might not, because I might never go on the show. Ha! No, I'm going to drag you. I'm going to drag you along. Okay. All right. Uh, next item is a great... Uh, article on For Harriet, um, Black Attitudes Matter, Why I Don't Care If You Think I Look Mean, uh, written by Ashley Shackelford. Um, I just really wanted to talk about this because I'm sure every one of us has gotten the, you know, you got such an attitude um, just for you know, not smiling enough or not being mm-hmm. what other people assume, you know, assume is cheerful or whatever. Um, so, um, I just, I was, I was just really feeling this article as I read it, um, because it just talks about how, um, black women have every part of them their emotions, their body, their body language, everything is policed. Um, And when you refuse to conform, you know, they just, they just do your, do their best to punt and drive you up a wall and, you know, and then make you think you're crazy on top of it, all of that. So definitely check out that article if you've dealt with these kind of microaggressions and macroaggressions even um, because I'm sure this whole stereotype about 
um, black girls being having a bad attitudes is contributed to um, the death the deaths of women like Sandra Bland um, and a number of other women that have been uh, attacked by the police so um, this is this is um, more important to talk about uh, than you think so to Ashley Shackleford we give a big <laughs> oh my god that's louder with my headphones in sorry. We, 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 we did warn you we did warn you um, sorry it's never been that loud before. It really is loud, y'all. <laughs> we have to see. We're gonna have to have another warning, like in the show notes. Cue, and when the cue comes up, so you can, you know, just, you know, engage. Yeah, well, maybe we should give you a three count before we do it. <laughs> Got the next one, Inda? Yeah. Uh, this is February, February 15th. Back. We'll get new music from a group called Shoes. If you remember, a, a couple of years ago, they put out an EP called The Story. It was only like three songs on it, but man, it was so awesome. I just love this video. Mm hmm. together King has just the most beautiful harmonies and their music is just so soothing um, to listen to and it's just it's soulful and soothing at the same time and it's just just absolutely lovely so very excited to get a full album from them um, so we're gonna definitely put those links to pre-order from iTunes and Bandcamp we'll put those in the show notes for you so for the ladies of King, we give a big one, two, three. <laughs> Scream! <laughs> that better, Katrina? It was, actually. Okay, good. All right. Well, that's what we'll do. <laughs> that might help the listeners as well, you know. <laughs> oh, Okay. See, feedback helps. That's why we need y'all's feedback. Um, uh, the next next bit of news, um, Rachel Stewart has uh, created a line of jewelry based on Octavia Butler's novels, and um, which is very exciting. Uh, once you take a look at them, uh, I just... I had to put this in there because I love Octavia and the, this jewelry is really beautiful. Yeah. So, um, 
You can check out her jewelry on her website, which is Rachel Stewart Jewelry, all one word, dot com. To, and to Rachel Stewart and Octavia Butler, we give a big one, two, three. Okay, our next item is for the news. We have to extend a very, very big congratulations to America's One Network. They won Best Podcast in the Black World Blog Awards. Well deserved, well deserved. Yeah, I mean, as y'all know, we love the Gathering World Round Series for our information and just knowing that they won, you know, that the podcast group and the blog just totally make nothing. I love that it's best podcast, um, not best female podcast or best yeah. genre podcast. They yeah. know in the whole shebang. So, yes, very much <laughs> deserved. They've gone yeah. under the radar for far too long. So, hopefully this gives them the uh, you know, the notoriety they deserve. I hope. It's like it really just irritates me or to me because I see all these lists that they have, you know, like all oh, the podcasts you should be looking for, but it's Someone who's already has a platform and, you know, then they kind of go on the podcast and whatever they can do them, like the nerd cast, nerd, nerd cast, and the nerd cast, and I'm going to the ground up. Yeah. They're going, you know. They're OGs. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, hello, dude. So, to the ladies of Nergasm Noir Network, we give a big, huge, colossal one, two, three. <laughs> Squee! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Did you blow some of the walls of your house down into just then? Did they just, just did they just collapse? No. <laughs> Katrina's cats just ran, ran into the hills. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I bet Katrina's cats could hear that scream. <laughs> We're trying to help you win this battle with your cats, girl. If, if it's keeping them out of the living room, y'all can do that all day. <laughs> oh, God, don't. She'll do it, too. And She'll if it works, right. I will put the loop. <laughs> okay. She... I don't, I'm terrible. scared to find out how. <laughs> cats are terrible. <laughs> All right. Um. So, uh, next thing we need to talk about uh, for a minute is the Wiz Live came on uh-huh. Thursday night. We're just going to talk about it for a minute, Katrina. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, just want to talk about it because it was a great moment, uh, especially on Twitter. Um, the, the live tweet was lit uh, for the Wiz Live um, because um, 
people were happy to see that many uh, black people that that much talent on one stage um, at the same time. And uh, you know the the reviews came in um, that were pretty positive for the most part, except for you know some some folks that didn't quite get it the the culture <laughs> importance of the show. Um, and by that, I'm speaking about white folks. Um, <coughs> I don't know why I'm whispering that. Um, this is my damn show. Uh, <laughs> so, but we have to shout out um, to all the black girl magic that was on display that night from my girl Amber Riley. Hashtag Amber Riley is magic. Uzo Aduba. Hashtag pick a sleigh as the ladies of another round uh, so eloquently put it. Um, She's like a triple, quadruple threat with the acting and the singing. And um, she was an athlete um, back in her school days. Um, uh, Queen Latifah. Lord have mercy, how does she remain so flawless with three costumes here? That Wiz outfit, though. Girl, I said from the beginning, because this is actually why why I was kind of interested in watching it. She is serving up some David Bowie slash Freddie Mercury's realness in that. But then when I saw, you know, the whole outfit, you know, in the show, it was like, wow. I mean, that was just perfect. And that hairstyle, the, um, just showed off and everything like that. She looked really good. She looked really Really, really good. Like, hey, boo, good. <laughs> just perfect. What everybody says is like, everybody was like, oh, this is the look how good I'm going to be. Yeah. <laughs> that, she looked like, hey, can I get, a, get them digits good? Uh, so, shout out to her. Um, who else are we met? Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige, who none of us, nobody thought would be that good. But she stayed on key. She stayed on key. Pitch was, pitch was just right. She delivered the acting the way it should have came out. Like, there was no She was over the yeah, top. Yeah, she was camping it up. It was supposed to be, but it worked in that. It worked because that's kind of how you take it. Yeah. You know, not like evil, but, you know, a bad. So, you know, she kind of did. She brought it with no bad news. She even... She was getting it crunk up in that dancery. Go ahead. <laughs> the memes, the memes were, they were like, that was like the best part of like yeah. tweeting the whiz or just following all the tweets were all the little memes and the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> I was right click save as in like a mofo. <laughs> some of those are just too good. Yeah. Um, so if you oh, see those oh, popping up on my timeline, it's because I stole them. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Stephanie Mills. Stephanie Mills. Sounded like her voice sounded like just like back in the day when she was 
interesting and I never knew um I, I never felt like this before. Yeah. Her voice ain't changed. Not a bit. She was she was great as Aunt M. Um and then I just love that she got to bring that forth because she was going on the show for Yes. Love that she got to bring that around. That's great. Uh, it was great great casting. Um and then our Dorothy, Shanice Williams. Um she was wonderful as Dorothy. She was. She did she she did such a good job. Yeah. Um so What? Has she done as well? I just I don't I, I think she just graduated from high school. She did. Yeah, she just and then just from high school to this. All right. <laughs> Next stop Broadway. I know, I know right? So, um so like we said, a lot of black girl magic in the Wiz life. Um so it was just the whole show was just so unabashedly black. Yeah. I mean and one thing I really, really love is that when they got to the MLC, yep. they put ballroom stuff in it. It was I'm like Ellen Nature is somewhere like It was so it was so man, Emerald City is the place to be. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't never wanted to be a, in a club as much as I wanted to be up in Emerald City. I know. Like sure, club was like that, I go. I mean they were they were just they were voguing. And Laomi dropping, it was just, it was wild. Yeah. I was like, y'all yeah. are really getting it up in here uh, in Emerald City. And those poppies. Yeah. We got to talk about those poppies because uh, I don't know. They should have, that should have raised the, the rating up from G to PG 13 <laughs> at least. They were just switching and, you know. With those skin tight bodysuits, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was looking. So. <laughs> oh, this thing was that for. I mean, poppies are, dis- are distracting. Yeah. Poppies are distracting. I mean, pretty much. They would have got me. They would have got me. <laughs> I'd have been stuck there, right oh. there. And happy about it. But. So, that was the whiz. So, too. All the ladies of the Wiz, uh, we want to give a big one, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're done. You can come back now, Katrina. (laughs) Please do come back because in our main topic... Our main topic is you, Katrina. That's only a little bit awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. Oh, gosh. And, and, you know, just saying, there may or may not be a squee coming up. A little bit. Hold on, let me take one headphone out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... It, it'll be coming later. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do the three count. Um, 
So um, today, our main topic is an interview with Katrina Jackson. As we said before, um, she just released a new novella called Encore, which is a romance about um, second chances, I suppose. We'll say that, that was the original title. Oh, yes. Wait, you no, that's that, right. right. <laughs> I forget. No, but I forgot, girl, so you know, you know me. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yes, but we'll say that because um, we don't want to spoil too much about it, right? Got to yeah. read this. Buy it and read it. So, <laughs> so um, where are you from, Katrina? California, originally. Yes, okay. Are there more California girls on the show? Um, no. Oh, no, we're Southerners, but... Uh, yeah, we're Southerners by birth, but we both migrated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in D.C. and uh, Enda's in the Midwest. I'm in the Midwest, too, now. Oh, okay. okay. All right. I'm sad about it, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of am because winters are harsh. Yes. Yes. And I never know how to, like, I don't like, I like layers, but, yeah. like, in the winter, you need, like, eight layers and they're all hecka thick. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Hecka. Yeah, you from California. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we about to hit. Oh. Um. Uh, who are your favorite writers? Um, what are your favorite books? Um. I think like. like I don't know. Audio is doing something weird. Hold on. Um. I think like I'm most now, so I adore doing all her And I also really loved, um, like as a kid, I really loved um, Charlotte Bronte. But I think I just like really sad books too. So I will read anything that makes me feel like, oh, my day is terrible. Yeah. Um, I watch. Um, I would read anything she wrote. And yeah. Um, so have they influenced um, the way you write? No, because they're so much better. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, whatever. I think I, I think the thing I take from every author I really like, um, is that their characters feel like people and you know what I mean? Like those really well-developed like characters who aren't perfect. They just have all of these really strange motivations. Like that's what I love. I think mm-hmm. NK Jemison is great at that too, just in terms of someone I read right now. She's mm-hmm. really great at writing characters who you like, who you love, but you may not like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I just read the fifth season. And- yes. I still haven't finished it. Uh, I want to be in the club with it, you. I want to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, nothing to spoil it for you, but yeah, I, I'm really liking this one better than I like the new Heritage Club. Wow. Okay. Yes, I actually agree with that. Yeah. I need to get on oh it. Oh my god. She almost scrapped this book. She didn't like it. She did. Yeah. yeah. 
I would I would burn something down. Yeah, she almost let it go, but she didn't like it. Wow. Wow. Oh man. Wow. No, I remember like there's that moment when you realize what's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and I was I was like laying in bed reading and it had to be close to midnight. I sat straight up and I was like, No, you did not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, it's one of them books you talk to. Okay, all right. Yes. That's good. This yes. Good. Um, because when you straight talk into a book like like they like the book can hear you, okay, that's when you know it's good. It's got you. <laughs> that's when the book has you. Yes. Um, so, why do you write, Katrina? Um, I mean, that's a good question. I think, like, I have, like, this really big imagination, and I'm always always thinking in stories anyway. Um, and when I was a little kid, I wrote, and then I stopped writing when I got older. Like, they don't have, like, enough creative writing classes in school, in my opinion. And so... Like maybe in grad, it was in graduate school. I finally sort of engaged with a few other writers, which is how I met Dee Dee, and um, I started trying to t- trying to write again, mostly because it was an escape from my actual job, and it was <laughs> it was like a place to channel like all of this creative stuff that I had going on in my mind that there was no room for in my work anyway, um, and you know I I like it. It's the I have to write for my actual job and I don't like that writing at all which is why I don't do much of it but don't tell my boss but the fiction writing I love and if I could do more of that I would because I just like seeing these people and I get like way too invested in the characters even if I never publish it online or whatever like I will think about those characters for like weeks and months at a time and it it's just like a nice escape Mm -hmm. Okay, so just to follow up, why do you write romance in particular? Because I'm single. <laughs> you, came, you came back with that quick. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. There's no deep answer. Okay. All right. Not mad at that. All right. Um, do you think that there's something missing in the romance genre? Um, I mean, I will say this, like I've spent a lot of time, like in the second half of this year, reading a lot of self-published lit. And I think there's so much out there that when I was younger trying to read romance, I was like, I'm not interested in bodice rippers. I'm not interested in love at first sight type stuff. Like that's not for me. So I like that with self-published lit, you get a lot more. Although I will say the thing I'm not or the thing I'm always looking for are older people. Like, I don't really care what a 25 year old thinks about love. Like, cause I remember when I was 25 and I was wrong. So I'm just not really interested in that. Thank you. Okay. All right. We hear on that. We hear. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and, and on core does involve, uh, to, what are they? 40 something, 50 something. I don't know. Probably 40 something. I kept messing around with that timeline, but I th- in my mind, they're in their like mid 40s okay, or so. Got you. Um, yeah. Uh, although you can't tell because it's hard to tell because they be getting it in. 
for some yes. <laughs> mid 40 year olds that's me hoping for my yes, future me too that's what, that was me hoping re- when i was reading it um yes <laughs> maybe maybe i too can find someone and go at it with them like right like like rabbits rabbits <laughs> That shouldn't stop when we hit 30. Like, you just got to keep it going. That's right. From your lips to God's ears. Okay. (laughs) Um, Do you want want to fill um, any missing voids with your novels or? um... I think, oh, that's good. I think Encore was about that. Like, I purposefully wanted to write this older couple in a relationship. And I love like that persuasion type story, right? Where you like had each other once and then you lost each other and then you sort of come back. I love that kind of story. And so this was me kind of trying to do that. But after this, not really. Okay. It's, just like, it's just like, what would I want to read is essentially what I'm trying to write. And then I, I'm like excited if other people want to read it too. But I think in general, I'm writing for myself, which feels nice sometimes. Yeah. There's there's less pressure that way. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, how important is fan fiction to you? Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I was trying to go for some more um, open-ended and you know less leading oh. um, questions, but you know that's that's really love it. Really love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, as far as fan fiction, do you have like any type of fan fiction that you like, or is there like a specific fandom or anything that you're into? Um. So yes. Um. I love OT three fic. I will read that in probably any genre. To be real with you, like any fandom, I'll be like, yep, I'm into that. Um. I also tend to like. I mean, last season I was really into the flash fic. But the flash is kind of terrible right now, so I'm not really into that at the moment. Um, I feel like, oh, I, you know what, you know what fic I love right now, Sam Steve. I love Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson, and I will read like all that fic, especially if it's like real smutty, like real dirty. Oh wow! Just like inappropriate. I'm like, yep, I'm into that. <laughs> singing right now because you're delivering <laughs> me. You're, you are you are singing singing my life with your words. Okay. Um, so are you into Sam Steve Bucky at all or just Sam Steve? Okay. I know I just said I love OT3 Fix, but I'm actually not into Sam Steve okay. Bucky and that's mostly because of the fandom True. though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so unfortunately yeah. I can't get on that train. Yeah. Yeah, the fandom will turn you off to that. Um, so, because, yeah, too many times um, when you want to read a good, you know, OT3 fic with those characters, um, it'll turn into Steve Bucky, like, right away. Right. It, it just on a pivot. So. And they'll, like, tag it so that you think it's all three, but really it's just a mention of Sam. Like, is that Sam's coat? Really? You're going you're gonna to tag that with the OT3 yeah. tag? Like that's why I love the movement on Tumblr that um yes. that's clapping back at all the people who um put who erase Sam from their stories yes. and then put it in the Sam tag. Like that's disrespectful. Yes. 
So yeah. there's a few um, few folks that are just uh, make it their job to kind of scan the tag and and you know correct some of that stuff, and I love it. I love it too. And it's so the thing I I like about it is that they're being so respectful to Bucky in a way that they like rightfully would not have to be, you know what I mean? Like they're not like pushing Bucky off to the side. Like he still exists as a character and he's as important to Steve. It's just like a really great response to how terrible that fandom is. And I hate it with all my heart. 2018. I'm about. Yep. (laughs) As soon as black Panthers on DVD, I'm out. Yes. So, Oh, Chad with Bozeman, my husband. You gonna have to share, girl. We've, we've discussed no. this. We've discussed this. No, we've discussed this, and I just keep ignoring oh. it. Like, oh. I love him so much. Damn. Okay. Wow. I get real territorial. Yeah, she does. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm getting that from both of y'all. Yeah. yeah, she's mad because I won't share my British husband according to Buzzfeed. Oh, who's the British uh, husband? Richard Armitage. Hold up. Hold up. I feel real betrayed right now. No, this is it's my husband. This is real serious. Richard Armitage is my British husband. No, Buzzy be, be lying, first of all. We all know they trash. Second of all, they have not met me yet, so they really can't say <laughs> that he's not supposed to be with me. <laughs> I need to be. <laughs> you know he's my face claim, right? Like, oh, he is. He's Ian. Like, he is Ian. This entire story started with him. I can't. Oh I can't. God! Oh God! Stop! I didn't even realize that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I, have, I, I didn't know. I didn't think to warn you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't. You out here leaving like minds in the field for everybody. <laughs> like. Sorry, I really am. Um, but please just. Now I'm going to be saying the story in a different way because I pictured you. Did you not know the face claims at all? No. No. Oh my God. Okay. Can I just tell you where this story started? Because, like, yes. I love Richard Armitage. Well, that was my, sec- that was yeah. my next question, so go oh, okay. hit it. Okay, so this story started, like, two years ago because I was deep in my Richard Armitage phase, which was, like, three years. And he never has a woman of color love interest on his movies and shows, with, like, one exception. And it always just pisses me off. And I was like... And it was right, like, when he was doing The Hobbit and talking about getting his, like, American, um, like, you know, visa to come work here. And then they cast cast him in that terrible tornado movie with that white woman. And I was like, what is this trash? Um, And I was like, why couldn't he come here and, like, have, like, a woman of, like, someone put him in, like, a woman, uh, a a film or something with a woman of color lead. And this was before Hannibal, which, like, rocked my whole entire life. Yeah. And I was like, he would be perfect. Like, he's the kind of actor who would be perfect to act um, across from someone like Audra McDonald, who I just think is ridiculous. And so she's Catherine in my head. Like, the minute I put them together, like, in my mind, I was like, 
they would be ridiculous, like their faces, like just real, like deep kind of soulful work and like a lot of like looks and brooding. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like the story started from me being like a Richard Armitage fangirl and like really wanting to like see him as an actor work alongside someone who deserved it, to be honest. <laughs> and... <laughs> And so, yeah, it was, and I also like that they're, like, older, and this was, like, right around, I think, before Audra did Lady Day. And so it was, like, I think her gearing up to doing that um, that performance, and so she was just so regal and, like, lovely. Oh, yeah, so I just adore them, but I would love to see them together. Um, so, Enda, you may want to, like, Reread it with those place claims <laughs> yeah. in mind because it might, yeah, it might change your world. So, um, uh, so yeah, um, and now and now he's worked with Rutina Wesley and he's my, my love. Yes, she's so good. They were so, I mean, and this was like my whole point when like they cast them together, like they're such good actors and like watching them play these ridiculous characters, first of all, but do it so well. Oh, oh man. Yeah. I loved it. And they made it so easy for you to like write an AU in your head for them. Yes. And I appreciate that because I'm really not trying to do no serial killer romance. I'm really not into that. I, I, t- I told you on Twitter, I was like in a fantasy. Yes. Like, oh, this is a lovely rom-com. Yes. <laughs> Where this blind woman and this uh, strange loner have found each other. Exactly. Yeah, AU all day. So um, mm-hmm. that was wonderful. Um, <sighs> He's going to be in that movie with Naomi, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. uh, yes. I will be there opening day for that. It's probably going to be trash, but care. I'm going to be there, too. That don't even care. <laughs> I just, I just need to see all the love scenes. Everything. Amen. Just, um, I'll just, just fast forward to that. So, mm-hmm. all right, tangent. Um, and what do you, what if anything, do you want readers to take away from Encore? When you're in your forties, you can still have sex, like a lot of it, and banging ass. Yeah, great. Yep. Do that. Do you? And him. And what I, have to say is I should look forward to my 40s. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Having just turned 40, um, yes. The best is yet to come. Yes. Thank you, God. Okay. It didn't get much worse. So. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for that. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, hey. Um, yeah, y'all are, y'all are still 30-somethings there, I, I, I assume. But um, y'all yeah. youngins. But, uh yeah okay um i yeah and the the thing is the the whole you know they were once together and now they they get back together and all that um it kind of made it kind of made um the love scenes hotter for me because they they were already familiar with what each other liked and everything like that so they made a point of doing those things um you know because you know um and I, I don't i don't know it just it just made it just enhanced 
the love scenes for me. They really felt like love scenes because, um, I mean, you got to feel some sort of way for somebody when you, you know, you're doing everything right. to kind of secure that, that they are, they're satisfied or whatever. So that got me. That got me. Um, so thank you, girl. Um, <laughs> so what do you think about um, self-publishing so far? Um, I actually kind of geeked out on the process. Like, like I published mostly because I was like, I want to do this thing, like, and complete a story and kind of put it out there. But the process I thought was really fascinating. Like, I don't know how other people feel about, like, Amazon's uh, self-publishing platform, but I thought it was really fascinating just how much control you have, at least in some parts, other parts not at all. Um... But I like kind of taking control of the whole thing, you know, like doing the the copy editing with help, girl, thank you, and Dee Dee, and, um, you know, kind of figuring out the cover, and, like, there are some parts I still have no idea, like, how that works, like, the... Um, um, the promotion stuff and like kind of getting it out there. That's, I don't, I have no idea how that works really. And I'm not good at it anyway, but I really liked that. I kind of got the chance to sort of finish the story and just sort of kind of send it out there. And if anyone is interested, it's available. Um, but I got the feeling of completion and I got the feeling of knowing that this was the story I wanted to tell. Even if there are flaws, like this was the story that I envisioned when I started writing it a few years ago. And it's kind of out there to find like a home if anyone wants it um, or not. But, you know, I don't have to deal with like the kind of rejection of there's, you know, there's nothing of value here because the lead is a woman of color or, you know, these aren't like young people like banging in a bar. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, this is, there's a value here and it's kind of out there and I could do that on my free Saturday. <laughs> um, so with that said, do you think um, more black women writers should try to self-publish? I actually think so. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that post like a year or so ago about like why people should be publishing their stories on Kindle, you know, either for like extra, you know, income or just to kind of get it out there. But I kind of took that to heart and I sort of set that as a goal and then flopped on it for like a year, but then got back. And I really, again, I like the idea of us not having to wait for like, you know, some press to like, to like our stories or to, to be able to fit this in a particular, you know, frame, right? Like, oh, this is like an African-American romance or this is like, you know, a multicultural, whatever it is, right? Uh, we could just sort of like kind of send this, you know, we could write what we want to write and kind of send it out into the world and people can read it. And it's also like affordable and accessible. I think that's the thing I really liked about it too, is that, you know, I don't have like an online writing community anymore, which sucks, but there are people who can still like access this without it, you know, costing a lot of money or having to buy it like randomly um, on Amazon, you know, that kind of, you know, those like old school, like uh, black romance, like paperbacks that come like, all hot, like hot mess with like the bad cover, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just like freely ex or uh, not freely 
actually, if you got Kindle Unlimited, it is freely accessible. Nice. But um, it's just available, it's just available mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, there's the there's no gatekeeper. Right. Not right. anymore. And I've, and I've seen, like, a lot of women, like, making this, like, a legitimate second career, too. Like, publishing very um, frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's not going to be me because I'm too lazy. But I do like... <laughs> that other people are taking it. So I would absolutely recommend that other people, um, specifically black women, sort of do this because there is a market for that. Although I've seen people complaining that that market is being like either flooded with not so great material or infiltrated by people who are probably not black women, which I think is also a valid critique. Mm -hmm. That's also true for traditional publishing. I mean, it's like there's a lot of trash that got published, you Mm -hmm. know, somebody thought was going to sell or whatnot like that. I mean, so I, I wouldn't just say it's just because, you know, self-publishing. Yeah, I've come, in, I've come across some real trash on self-publishing, but, you know, I'll just stop reading it. Usually this is stuff that I got for free anyway. Right. And I'm like, but I'm like, still, I can go, you know, to a bookstore page for something that I thought was going to be good, and it, it can be absolutely trash. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a whole subgenre of quote-unquote urban erotica that I'm not really feeling. I just read I read one uh, the other day that uh, yeah, it was it was terrible. I hated myself for finishing it, but um, um but I will not name that person um, that wrote it. That's nice. Um, I'd have named them, but yeah, that's nice. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll do it after the show, after the show. I need to cleanse my soul of that book. <laughs> um, I just hate those books that are like so reliant on stereotypes and like the dialogue is terrible and you're like, no one says that. No one's ever going to yeah. say that. Certainly not a black person. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? It's, and that's the stuff that you like buy. Like if you go try and buy, like, yeah, like you said, something in a store, it's, it's a crapshoot on if it's like actually legitimately good or if it's just a hot mess. And at least with Kindle, yeah, if it's free, it's a hot mess. I'm going to send this thing right back. Or eh, it cost me a right. dollar, whatever. So, Yeah, so yeah, you can afford to take a chance and even, you know, miss a couple on a couple of them. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, so this next question is one that we ask all of our guests, all of our you know, two guests so far, uh, <laughs> but it's it's kind of a favorite topic here. Um, what have you learned about uh, black women and pleasure from consuming media over the years? That's a question. Um, I think if, if you're consuming just like straight media, it's that black women have no pleasure. Like they get no pleasure. They deserve no pleasure. It, or what they find pleasure in is so denigrated. And I think it's disgusting, which is why there's, you know, there's so many TV shows I won't watch and there are movies I won't see. I mean, it's just not worth it to me. But so part of the reason I like romance is that romance novels is that, I mean, for the right with the right author, like black women's pleasure is right at the center of that. Do you know what I mean? And so I like at least the sexual pleasure. I like that that exists in a sphere where if you're reading the right person, it's not um, 
stigmatized. And then even in other things, like I think one of the things I'm realizing in some of my stories is that I'm always kind of writing um, black women's relationships with one another. Because even just the idea of like laughing with your girlfriend or like, you know, mother and daughter, like that's a kind of pleasure we don't get to see either. Right. Because we're written so, so often as combative with one another. Um, I mean, I understand people who can watch it, but I can't watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like I like to pretend that it doesn't exist because it's so difficult for me to see those kinds of relationships kind of front and center. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea in my stories that I write or in like stories that I'm reading, the idea that like black women don't have to be stigmatized and they can find pleasure in whatever they find pleasure in, hopefully sex, and that's okay. You don't, you you can't see me, but I've been doing the praise hands um, (laughs) all through this answer. Uh, This is a word. Thank you, Reverend Jackson. <laughs> My mother would be so so proud. I'm not <laughs> even. But you're preaching about sexual pleasure, so. Um, <laughs> well, we don't tell. We yeah, don't we tell her that. Yeah, it's fine. We'll keep that on the hush. Um, Literally, we're not. No. That. <laughs> I don't know you, mama. <laughs> Everyone who's read the book who doesn't know my mama, I'm like, Shh, don't mention this on Facebook. So where can people find you if they want to um, tell you how much they love Encore? Um, I guess really just Twitter. I'm like never on there, but um, I'm Katrina Jax on Twitter, J-A-X on Twitter. And then I do have a Goodreads page, but you got to do all these steps to like take advantage of it. So I haven't done that yet. But feel free to write a review on there. I do check it out sometimes. And on Amazon. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm okay. That mm-hmm. as well. You can also find me there. All right. So, at Katrina Jacks on Twitter, um, Katrina Jackson on Goodreads and on Amazon. Yay. So everybody, check out Encore by Katrina Jackson. And thank you so much for letting us interview you. That was fun. Thanks for having me. That was fun. <laughs> We're just going to do a few more segments and then wrap up the show. So you're welcome to hang out with us or um, uh, bounce. Yeah, it's been fun. All right. Um, So our our rant segment, which we uh, lovingly call Catch the Fade. What are we, what can catch the fade this time, Enda? Catch the fade this time? Every jackass on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, who actually got mad that the Wiz had an all-black cast. Oh, God. <laughs> all these youngins. What the fuck is wrong with you, and why are you still okay. okay. It's like, girl. 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 <laughs> How do you not know that the Wiz is actually a black version of... Frank Elbaum's book, The Wizard of Oz. How do you not know that? And on top of that, how do you not know that it's been on stage since the It's just, but if we had an all white, if we if the Wiz was all white, then y'all would be mad, and then we would be racist. You. And I'm thinking, y'all act like 
Nah, never happened. The ignorance, it burns. It burns. Yeah. It, it, I mean, man. I, See, these are people that don't even bother to go to the Google. Type the whiz into the Google. The first thing you're going to see is a Wikipedia article probably saying the whiz is based on Wizard of Oz by Frank Elbaum. There was a movie in 1930s whatnot starring Judy Garland and all these other white people. That's all, you, all these other white people. That's all you need to do. Go to the Google before you say some dumb shit. It ain't that hard. I'm like, I bet these are the same people who can probably tell you that Wicked is fan fiction. They can tell you that Wicked is fan fiction from the Wizard of Oz. But somehow they've never heard of the Wiz. Well, you know they don't know shit about us. <laughs> That's just welcome to us like that. And then, really, just just got so mad at us when we were doing the last week. I'm trying to get my whole entire life. Um, please stop trying to interrupt that. Just uh it's like every time people try to have a good time. And then the next day you got you got CNN or somebody writing about black Twitter mm-hmm. making observations of black Twitter from a distance. Like like we're not we're not we're not science projects. Yeah. Yeah. Just Oh my gosh. I just I just all of those folks can catch the fade from mainstream media that is steady trying to antagonize black Twitter in order to get hits and ratings and all that kind of stuff and clicks on their websites um, and these dumb people that don't want to go to the Google before they pop off at the mouth on Twitter um, all of them can catch the fade a real strong fade you know um, fuck y'all so <laughs> Moving on to a new segment that is a response to our most popular segment, um, but less uh, objectifying. (laughs) We're going to talk about um, Squee Queens. So, yay! Um, So, this is, you know, um, what we thought to do um, in response to uh, This Week in That Print. We're not going to do This Week in That Print for women, but we're going to uh, talk about a few women um, uh, that make us squee this week. Um, so first off, got a shout out to Ms. Lupita Nyong'o, who is just like, you know, you're chilling, living your life, and then Lupita drops in a shoot with Vogue, or, you know, or she's on the cover of some, of L or something, just slaying your entire life, like, in a couple of photos, just, yeah. so, you know, it hurts, 
it hurts, but it hurts so good. Um, keep doing what you do, Lupita. And I hope J.J. Um, Abrams don't do, don't do you dirty in The Force Awakens. He better not. I will find him. I also want to mention she was on the Daily Show this week. She wore a dress that had everything lights on it. Sorry. She was on the Daily Show this week. She wore a dress that had everything lights on it. She's wearing a light up dress. Wow. I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's flawless. <sighs> so, she makes us uh, squee. So, um, and another person um, who was um, on uh, the on the latest episode of Another Round this week, Uzo Adupa. Um, mm-hmm. If you've heard that uh, episode, you find um, you'll find out that she she ran track in high school, um, and. Um, uh, just um, she also um, is classically trained to sing opera. Um, uh, she's just um, an all-around talent and uh, just a wonderful person. And um, the way that she recommended Nigerian weddings—that was just—I <laughs> <laughs> loved that part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was beautiful. So. Um, <laughs> And I loved it. I loved it when um, Heaven uh, just told her to pick a sleigh. <laughs> pick <Yeah>. one. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I want to say to all of these ladies. Like, pick pick yeah. a sleigh. You can only snatch my edges one way. Yeah. I only have so much to go around. <laughs> but they don't listen. <laughs> I just love listening to her talk about all these things. Like, when she talks about, you know, the gap. And now she's smiling more like she's making up on all the smiles she missed. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Ah. Wow. Shout out to Uza. She's yeah. amazing. Um just have to shout out Amber Riley again. Talk about another um, another lady who has to pick a sleigh. I mean, she's gorgeous <laughs> and she has a voice from heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we already know from Dancing with the Stars, she can dance her butt off. Yeah. Um, so, and she's an actress, so pick a sleigh. Yeah. Pick a sleigh, Amber. <laughs> I just love now that everybody who knew her from Glee are just kind of shading that show so much now. So the fans of character is just done very long and that you say, now here she is, just doing everything. And we have to kind of look back like, yeah, we might have made a mistake. Yeah, they should have known that from Dancing with the Stars. But I guess, you know, you know, some people, they just don't, they just don't learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go learn on today. <laughs> Amberelli is everything. Yeah. yeah, I'm just so proud. All the all the, the black females now they're gonna be they're all gonna go one of those cosplayers out of town now. I just yeah, I hope that this will encourage her record company to get off their asses and release her shit. Amen. Yeah. 
come on and in Hollywood she needs some roles and some, yeah, and some really? movie musicals um, so so we can see the acting and the dancing and the singing all in one shot because yeah. um, you know if she's going to take my life then that's the way I want to go out <laughs> yeah um and um, I guess I guess we're just gonna shout out all the Wiz girls again. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, must be classic Wiz just brought so much to that. I mean, like I was saying before, her, you know, the gender bending was just. Her. I mean, she brought the gender bending role of Wiz, and in a, in a way, it also she made the role gender clear. Yeah. Wow. Just I mean, yeah, they were calling her he yeah, when she was in the Wiz costume, and then they flipped it after yeah. she after they found her. Um, uh, but yeah, I really need her to uh, holler at me uh, in that Wiz costume <laughs> with the hair. Come on through, Queen Latifah. Yeah. Um, just saying, two o two. Oh wait! Oh wait! Let me stop. Okay, tangent, tangent. Let me let me chill. Let me chill. Let me chill. Tangent. This is one you know one thing I love about her. She's one of those you know she was a rapper. I'm I'm sure a lot of people don't know she was a rapper way back in the day. She was just involved. I mean, she is an animated actress. She has done a jazz album and she. She produced Bessie. Yeah. Now, She's definitely um, shown people a path to longevity in this business. So she's worn so many hats over the years: rapper, singer, um, actor, uh, film producer, um, um, star, film star, um, and, and now talk show host. On top of all that, and yeah. So she's she's done a little bit a little bit of everything in Hollywood. She's so great. She looks so beautiful in that show. Ooh, somebody got a crush. Oh yeah, in the traveling outfit too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, she really need to come in that green now. 
I'm like, So, those are our squeak queens. <laughs> um, if you want to give us feedback on our new segment, please feel free at Black Girl Squee on Twitter, BlackGirlSquee at gmail.com, and BlackGirlSquee.tumblr.com. Um, so now, the segment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> um, it's this week in that print. Um, <laughs> I think you're. I think you're gonna enjoy our first um, contestant, uh, Katrina. Um, I'm ready. We gotta talk about. Yeah, we gotta talk about Mr. Fukunaga. Oh, sorry. <laughs> See? See what he do to people? See what he do to people? We have to. Because oh. this man right here. Yes, he's way too fine. He's almost too fine to be just a director. He is. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> sorry. Like, I need you to come from behind the camera, son. Please. Ah, uh, damn. To direct um, himself into my bedroom. That's what he needs to do. What? Well. <laughs> she went She went there. Zero to a hundred. Yes. She went all the way there. But, uh, it ain't, it ain't a lie. Um, he's really rude in these photo shoots. Mm. Yes. Um, how dare you, you know, have the nerve to, like, sit on a bed fully suited. Yes. Looking the way you, I mean, Air. you may not have been trying, but that was suggestive as fuck, and it was rude. I don't appreciate it, but I love it. Um, next time, you know, undo the top two buttons, and, uh, <laughs> it's optional whether or not you let the man bun, but, uh. <laughs> Yes. Um, um, I mean, he looks good with a beard. He looks good without a beard. Um, he looks good. Uh, wow. Uh, he looks good with the hair short. He looks good with it long. Um, I know we all have our preferences. Um, I know Inda loves him with facial hair yes. and glasses. Yes. Um, okay. So does Katrina. I like him in all, to be honest. That's true. That's true. Um, he's just, he's just fine. Um, and he's from California as well. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even have anything to say except for. Yeah. <laughs> She's just gonna be our yes quiet. That's cool. That's cool. Um, he he kind of kind of just you know takes the words away from you. So um, yeah. So to have him in photo shoots with um, the star of his movie um, Idris Elba, that's just too much. That's too much. Fine. Mm. Y'all can't do me like that. That variety cover messed me up. Mm. <sighs> Just ooh, that's a lot of fine to put on one photo shoot. You need to come. That needs to come with a warning. You need to wrap that up like Playboy or something like that. <laughs> Can't do it. Um, 
so um you know he's he's got a nice voice too a nice speaking voice it's, so it's just fun to hear him talk which you know makes that um his appearance on KCRW's the treatment mm-hmm. this week all that much more enjoyable so definitely check that out if you can and um just uh you know if you're feeling down one day just go in the Kerry Fukunaga tag. Uh, well. Uh, well. <laughs> no. Just, okay, image search. Image, image search. Tag search is so weird. Fukunaga. Okay. Yeah. Why is it weird? Because be, what is it? This there? is the thing about him being a director. It's like people are, you know, tagging him obviously in movies he's directed, and I'm like, I don't care about these white people in Jane Eyre. I'm trying to see mm-hmm. Kerry Fukunaga. So, you know. Oh, so they'll do. So they'll tag um, like still yeah Fastbender and what's her name Wasakova yeah Wasakova yeah. her instead and then tag it in the Carrie Food Network yeah it's just it's all, like I told you it's a lot of text posts and you know film stills but his interviews are great though and I those are a little harder to find like but his Tumblr tag is full of them but his face that voice that man bun <laughs> that that six foot Amen. Like some something's in the water. All of these these guys six foot two or taller. It'd be fine as fuck. And also packing heat. It's not fair. Amen. I just God is good sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes you just have to get religious when you talk about (laughs) that print. (laughs) And I'm going to hell for that. But oh well don't make it any less true so (laughs) Uh, is there anything else that anybody else wants to say about Mr. Fukunaga don't give out your phone oh okay I was going not on air yeah Yeah, that's right though yeah yeah okay all right I already did that I tried to do that once but I caught myself okay you know but you know if you want to slide in my DMs Carrie (laughs) At Dust Daughter. D U S T D A U G H T E R. All right. Oh, one word. Um, so, all right, we're going to move on to one more contestant uh, this episode. That's Mr. Luke Cage himself, Mike Coulter. AKA the only rewatching Jessica Jones. He's so pretty. He's really pretty. He's really, 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 really pretty. And then he goes and smiles. Yes. And talks. Yes. And walks and, re- and wears really tight t shirts. Yes. I think his t shirts may be as tight as Chris Evans. I wouldn't mind seeing a contest of that. I would not mind either. But also, he has that, like, I don't normally like peanut heads, but his little peanut head is so attractive. Yes. You just want to rub stuff on it. Stuff. Leave it there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leave it there. Yes. I could be worse, but uh, I'm going to leave it there. You just, whoo. He is really fine. Like, sometimes I just lose the plot 
on episodes of Jessica Jones because I'd be watching him. <sighs> but when he took that that saw or whatever to his stomach, I was like, no, uh, baby. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, okay, spoilers for Jessica Jones, but um. But I mean, just imagine like him in own show, like every single episode, you just gonna see that like that little face with his little smile. I'm delivered. Oh God, I, I can't wait. That's gonna be the blackest show ever. Is it though? I'm so ready it's for Marvel. Marvel. Black is black for Marvel. <laughs> we'll qualify. It'll be the blackest Marvel show, and you can easily say that because it ain't hard. Yeah. Well. It ain't no. So, oh man, I just don't know what else to say because he's so pretty. So pretty. Um. He really is, and that his his goatee is just yes sculpted. I just and he's that like lovely even color of brown. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean you wanna you wanna say the obvious? You wanna make almost wanna make the obvious? I yes, but also I get up just like that. Yes. Yes. Amen. He has a nice voice too. Yes, he does. I just, they really need to stop. You can't have it all. You can't. I can't. It's killing me. <laughs> you can't have the, the body and the voice and the face and the hands and the skin and, oh, my God. <laughs> it's unfair. <laughs> oh, and did we lose you? Did we lose you? Hmm. Uh-oh. I think we lost you. Come back. Come back, Enda. Oh. Enda's putting pictures in the chat. Okay. I can hear something. Yeah. Somebody's somebody's on that keyboard. Hell hard. <laughs> um, so... So that is um, that is this week in that print, and um, pictures will follow on um, our Twitter feed. So now, hopefully, we can get into back to do womanist vocab. Take it away, Enda. So, okay. Uh, today, womanist vocab word is biomechanics. Biomethography refers to a story in which the lines between fact and fiction are as a function of memory. This does not mean that the story is untrue or falsehood, but rather simply acknowledges that personal memories and or experience have a direct effect on the way we tell our stories and help them come. Audre Lorde coined the term for her 1982 work, Tsunami, a new spelling of my name. And as a disclaimer, I also add that my understanding of the term comes from my belief that the Lord is first person to hire the first home story on the long term. I am the father. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's the only time I've ever heard of it. I wonder if anybody else has done um, biomethographies after her. Hmm. Um, I mean, they probably have, probably have, but they may not have called them that. 
but um, thank you for our womanist vocab of the day and and um, before we close I want to thank Katrina Jackson again thanks for having me for, thank you so much this was so fun uh, thank you for um, sticking with us through um, classy and ratchet and uh, real know, ratchet being, yeah more ratchet than classy <laughs> but you know that's how we do um, thank you again uh, everybody check out Encore um, by Katrina Jackson on Amazon um, and um, hit her up on Twitter at Katrina Jacks or on Goodreads so um, for Katrina Jackson and then I have to give you one two three I think y'all woke my cats up on a roll for a while yeah. but um so um with that um just a reminder that you can contact us by uh tweeting us at black girl squee uh emailing us black girl squee at gmail.com um uh send ask to our tumblr uh black girl squee.tumblr.com and uh leaving a five-star review on itunes so, um, on behalf of Katrina and Inda, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.